Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Fred Bertelson Old Time Radio Room, where currently it is January 5th in most places in the world, 2023, the first January meeting of the year. And John Gassman, a little story about this. John <laughs> Gassman is supposed to present. And John Gassman was planning on presenting until last night. And this morning, when I went to look at the Dropbox that a lot of us share who are hosts, I didn't see his presentation there. So I texted him because he was at work in the office today. And I said, by the way, did you uh, happen to send that information, the, the recording, to the Dropbox? Because I don't see it. And I got an answer back in about three minutes. And he said, um, <laughs> I, I forgot. <laughs> and because he said I was planning on doing it last night, completely spaced it, forgot it. So I did it. Now, what we were planning on doing was just letting you think it was John to see if anybody could figure out who was actually doing it. But we thought, nah, we won't do that this time. So I did it. Uh, and it's all about anniversary uh, in radio. It's, it's being Crosby's anniversary. So there'll be more on that in about a half hour. Same time, same station this time. Um, we're getting back to our performer of the month here in a little bit. Probably it'll start in February. It'll be Disney. Disney will be the performer of the month mm. because they're celebrating their 100th anniversary beginning this year. Um, but this week, it's it's a salute to um, the Andrew Sisters, part five. So you will hear command performance mm -hmm. with Bing Crosby, Judy Garland, and the Andrews Sisters. You will hear Hedda Hopper's Hollywood with the Andrews Sisters from 1951. And Perry Huntoon in an hour, part five, but in an hour-long salute with a lot of the recordings from the Andrews Sisters. And that was done back in uh, 2021. Mm -hmm. Next week is the last part of our Larry Dobkin salute. Uh, we held that over from last year. And then we'll do something on the 26th. We'll start the uh, salute to Disney on uh, the first part of February. And at some point this year, not sure yet, John's waiting to hear back from Disney in terms of when they're going to be able to release some of the things that they'll be doing. And then we'll have uh, a salute to Disney night on Yesterday USA. And I'm looking forward to that. That should be fun. More about that and who's going to be involved later on. Yesterday USA is busy. We just had Mark Shaw on with us, and that was the book. He wrote a book. He's written several, but he, this one is about the Warren Commission report. And that one uh, interview w went uh, like about 30 minutes ago. Walden just finished it. And he is on now. And then he and Patricia will be on tonight. And tomorrow it's John and I and Walden and Bob. And Saturday, Walden and Patricia. And then Sunday... Uh, Walden and John and I, I'm trying to think if there are guests. Yes, we got guests. I've forgotten now because things have been pretty hectic around here. I know. Well, after Bob tomorrow night is Doug McIntyre and Max Mead talk about that's King right. Shepherd. That's oh. right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Good. That'll be at 9 o'clock. And then uh, a senior named EZ Claycorn will be with us uh, for a little while Saturday night. So those um, They've been a long time. He, he? Is it a he or she? It's a he. He. I can't think of his first name. He goes by E, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's been writing us for years and requesting yeah. stuff, but we've never met. I don't think we've ever met him, but he's been a member 
Um, he was, I think he was with us at KPCC, I think. Anyway. He was in Atlanta, I think. Yeah. And he played his best friend, uh, uh, the number one pianist in the country in Nashville, Gordon Moat, next Thursday on the 12th. And he, he's the one that backs everybody in Nashville for the last 30 years. And he's also nice. a big fan of Yesterday USA. And Oh, cool. And, yeah. Oh, our full time radio. So. And I did write a letter when to Ronnie Mills. I did write. Uh, I, get, I did get Ronnie Mills that personal address, Larry. So I dropped him a note in Braille, asking him to come on with us. Okay, I've so. got an old number, but I don't think it's. I'm not, who knows if it's good. I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah, but I wouldn't just. I just wrote a letter to the house. Okay, okay, that would be cool. Yeah, we've been trying to get him on for a while. He used to do a show at Yesterday USA. Ronnie, he did drag yeah. that. He liked drag that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was so. Great. Here's hoping yeah. that he can do that. Yeah. We just did a show. I just did an interview yesterday with Lucy Arnez, June, oh. uh, and she because she's going to be out of town. But the the Jack Benny conventions coming up in February. It'll be aired on Yesterday USA. So that interview was done for that convention, and it was great. She's terrific. She was really, really good. Uh, you can edit this if you want, Bob. It's up to you. But uh, the reason things have been hectic around here, and we may have to leave, I, I don't think so. But my sister had a minor stroke this afternoon. Oh, my goodness. And her, her not a, there was no brain bleed, and her blood pressure is good. Uh, and she has some issues with feeling on her left side. This just happened, like 3, 3.30 in that area. And that's about all we know. So, But now I'm sure she's in ICU, which means we probably wouldn't get to see her anyway. But if, you never know. Something happens and we leave. That's why we're leaving. So yes. um, we'll see how all of that goes. Well, hopefully it's not serious. Yeah, I hope so too. But so. we figured, you know, we're, we're here. We might as well be doing something because... Uh, the the alternative is horrible. You might as well stay busy. Yes. Right. I learned that learned that long long time ago when Melinda died. I said, I'm going to stay busy, and that's what I need to do and stay with people. Anyway, and the main thing is that they caught it early. Yes, yeah, yeah. and the, I assume the medication that they're using will probably reverse some of that, or maybe all of it. Who knows? Yeah. Only time will really tell. So we'll see. So, Walden, is there anything else I missed on yesterday? Well, I USA? think we should mention a good friend to a lot of us. John Jensen fell on a swept light and broke his back. Yes. And John has done a lot of presentation for reps, and uh, he would help write and produce some of Frank Brzee's Golden Days of Christmas broadcast and live day shows. And uh, Frank Bing, um, he, he is uh, he screwed up his back by falling on his piece of ice up in Seattle. Wow. And John's about six seven. John's a big, tall dude. Mm. Yeah. How did he break his back? He fell on ice, John. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah. When you're up that high. That's gonna be pretty painful. You know. And I don't think John had terrific balance. I think he told me that. Anyway. Paralysis at all? Well, I don't know what kind of paralysis there was. He broke his back. No, he just he, right he just can't go and teach. You know, he was he was doing his rock and roll classes and all those music classes. He can't teach. Yeah, it can't go, he's not going out. I I so, saw uh, I when when at uh, showcase, John was a little unsteady on his. Yes, feet. Mm-hmm. and he yeah. he told me he was. I didn't that? know that he was. And I guess it Larry was Albert swept on ice too. 
Well, he fell how, down. On how old too. is he? John is older than we are. Oh, because, uh, you know, my brother had problems like that, too. He was so tall because the, no matter how tall you are, you still only had eight pints <clears> of blood. And so he had problems with equilibrium um, because his circulation wasn't all that mm-hmm. good. I'm 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 5'10", but I have problems with my circulation because I have very low blood pressure. I oh my. follow after my my dad. My mother's yeah. blood pressure was higher, but he had to take medication to raise his blood pressure. I'm not at that point yet, but I have to be very careful when I stand up, yeah. not to turn too quickly, too quickly. because I can be yep. like, yeah, because I can just go Last flat Tuesday. down. Well, yeah. well, how- my my sister went to the dentist, and he found a white something rather on her tongue. Oh boy! So he went to What's the oral that? surgeon today, and what was it? He did a. They don't well, know he yet. Did a biopsy. She's got to do a biopsy. They won't know for a week. Right. Well, he's a good. Johnny, he's a good like dentist that? to pick that up. You know, to do that. Yeah, he, yep. he's yep, he's that, the one that found he, he her. Might, Oh her, my God! Um, when she had salivary gland cancer. Uh, mm-hmm. Walden, and, uh, what do they know about Larry Albert? Is he okay? Just what? Uh, I've been corresponding with Larry, so he might be doing okay. But I guess okay. Oh, good. Joy could tell us better. I guess everything's yeah, somewhat did, of a did mess. Have, did he have a heart attack or what happened? No, he's, he they slipped on, ice. on the ice. They slipped on ice. All I can say is I slipped on the ice as well. So Oh, Oh, my gosh. Uh, It was really bad that day. These are the ice storms that happened about two weeks ago? Uh, Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, Mm. yeah. Yeah, And where where was this? Where is this in the country? Seattle, probably. Jeff Jeff Bishop told me he had the same issue. He was trying to get to his physical therapist, and he said he was scared to death because there was – Ice all over the place, and you couldn't mm. hear. Yeah, you know, lots of wind, oh and you couldn't hear anything. Feeling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Ice storms are terrible. That's yeah. what John Polia says to me. Yep. Well, you know, when we were kids in Chicago, and it was it was really really cold and icy, we uh-huh. used to wear special shoes, kind of like golfer shoes with cleats on them, and they would right. and you wouldn't slide on the ice because it was, yeah. it, was, it was always dangerous. Yeah, but I guess they don't do that much anymore. They just wear regular shoes. Well, I had ice, um, what do they call them? Like ice treads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they I have those too. They wrap my, around the feet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Put them on my shoes or boots or whatever. Oh, but yeah, you have to be careful because they had spikes in them. And if you went in, inside of any place, you could mess up people's floors yeah. and stuff. Yeah. You had to take them off. And yeah, I hated, hated, uh, hated the ice. I couldn't deal with it. Walden, anything else from that we need to mention? Now, Radio Spirits well, has taken, uh, has taken over need, imagination. I, I, I'm sorry. Radio Spirits has taken over imagination theater. Is that it? Let's say all of them. Uh, the way it works, Larry, the family gave all the roadies and everything to Larry. Right. Larry Allen. Oh, oh. And he has a... Uh, he has a deal. They have uh-huh. a deal with Radio Spirit to sell. Okay. So that's Larry, how. they're they're selling the broadcast rights to let to Radio Spirits. To Radio Spirits, yeah. Because well, I, I think they sell the TV everything. rights. Yeah, the broadcast rights still probably remains with Larry. You and think that's so? Why still, hmm. You know, that's probably a separate package. I sure like that show, Jim French. Boy, right. yeah. that's yeah. a, oh, that's wonderful! It was when wonderful. Is, uh, that's right, right, Joni. When is Paul Whiteman going to be back on the last uh, episode? 
I think we're done. I think we did it. Day. We it's, did it uh, last, in December. So as soon oh as you God. get your computer up, you because you missed it. You told me you missed it. Huh. And I said I would send it to yeah, you as soon as you got Dropbox. Yeah. 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 So oh, when Brad has time, we'll work on my computer. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll, we can get that all to you. We'll create, a an, we'll, oh. we'll create a Dropbox, and then you'll be sorry you ever asked Walden for stuff. Oh, yeah. He'll <laughs> dump a lot of stuff in there. I'll never he'll, be he'll, sorry. He'll <laughs> drop so much stuff, your Dropbox won't work for a year. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Nikki has a question about an old-time radio program. Good, good. Um, it's. I was looking at something the other day, and it said something about Nightbeat. Yes. And I wondered what that was because I haven't heard that um, on Rumsey or you guys. Lucky Stone. At least not that yeah. I know oh, no, of. We, we play it often. It's about a newspaper man who yeah. walks the city streets in Chicago, in Chicago. comes up with oh. stories and writes about them. Well, I and loved then he it. Says, it's great. a wonderful show. Yeah, it is. Frank oh, Lovejoy Love played it. Oh, yep. it's, so um, are outstanding. And Frank mostly written by Larry, they're good shows, Larry Marcus. Larry Marcus okay, writes them. out. Yeah, his signature at the end is copy boy. Yeah, copy yeah, boy. <laughs> he picks up the phone. You know, you, know though, you, may, you might want to pull up the interview sometime that, with the director, Warren Lewis, sometime. We could just play that. That thing runs an hour and a half. Do you want me to run that yeah. whole thing? Ooh, why not? Okay. Well, well let know. us know ahead of time. Uh, in your newswire. You have John uh, write your newswire for you, and he'll put it in. Yeah. Well, well, hour run, it in two, run it in two segments, you know. You can do that. It, it, if I run an hour as an hour and a half, you, some of you on the East Coast would be asleep. Because, yeah, right. you would, know, we start at 1030 at night. So, yeah, I would run it in two segments. Maybe know. what we can do is we'll start a little early one day. We'll figure out what that day is. Yeah. And we'll start it like at five o'clock or 530 yeah, we'll Pacific. Yeah. And maybe play some night before. Okay. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, that's great. We'll Larry. You know. uh-huh. Larry, you wouldn't believe this. I wouldn't. Remember how I asked you to play the 32nd of December a second I, time and you wouldn't yes. do it? Oh, but right. But somebody what? somebody else Max did. Schmied. Max Schmeed. Max Schmeed. I'm the golden age of radio. Yeah, Max I was Schmeed. shocked. <laughs> wow. I was so glad. Somebody else played it, too. Um, oh, Steve Darnall played it. Oh, okay. In Chicago. Oh, good. Yeah. Then I recorded it because I recorded all his All of them. Yeah, yeah. I, that's and how he, I heard it. And he's going to be on um, in the Washington uh, Metro Radio oh, Club. Okay. Oh, is he? A week from tomorrow night. Yeah. Oh, cool. I need to go to YouTube and grab those because they're apparently all there. And I never get a chance because I'm busy. I never get a chance to hear it live or go to them because they're all done on Zoom now for the most part or since the pandemic started. But they're all up on YouTube. Huh. I, I just need to sit down and just start downloading stuff. <laughs> well, this is Nikki again. I also discovered, I mean, I, 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 I've just been so much into old time radio. It's, it's insane. No. Nobody can ever get me on the phone anymore, but... Um, the Black Museum with Orson Welles. Oh, yeah. oh I love that. Wonderful. But Vanishing Point, I, I, I don't know. Oh, Vanishing Point is supposed to be scary, but it's not scary. It's just confusing. It's really confusing. I mean, I I don't understand half the stuff they do. 
Um, but it's it's kind of interesting to listen to. But the Black Museum, I really like that. That's yes. got some really interesting Very good show. Life. And yeah. Orson Welles. He's wonderful. Um, he's just got the greatest voice. Yep. Yeah. You should hear him with Les Miserables. He does all the book uh, narrating it and playing Jean Valjean and all kinds of stuff. You know where they? You know where they went when they had to use a, a catacombs uh, yeah. atmosphere? No. The bathrooms. <laughs> you know what? Oh, they yeah. did. They did. Yeah, because That's pretty I was going to put a mic in I was going to. I was going to record some stuff for Bob for Rumsey Radio, and yeah. he said go in the bathroom. But now my office works pretty the well because it's, there's a yeah, there's a story going because it's an echo. Is a story going around that they were they Rob put from 1937? Yeah, done in the bathroom. It was, but it, and somebody was in there when they plugged the mics in before airtime, and he flushed. Oh, oh no! So cool. <laughs> and, and, and they said, "Sir, you have to finish and get out." Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes it's like I'm I'm going as fast as I can. Yeah, yeah. How funny. <laughs> Marcia, oh, by the way, I think, I think I saw a note that Gwen Davis is still alive. I was looking. Oh at my god! Where did you see that? My oh, goodness! I, so. I, I was looking at a collector's website and somebody. Yeah, they were talking about oh, Gwen Davis passed away, and a person said, "I know her, and she is still wow. around." So she wow. must be. Yeah, I, I wouldn't that doubt that. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt that she's still because alive. He, for those of you, she played a little girl in the late Major Robin thirty-seven, of course, with the mainstay of West Pretend. Yeah, but uh. But we lost yeah. track of her, and that's why I've been looking around. But uh, well, I guess she's still with us. We we interviewed her a couple of times, and I think you yeah. interviewed her on the show on same on Yesterday yeah. USA. I loved Remember her. Remember the time when she and Arthur Anderson were together? You and I oh. and John in to be there. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That was fun. We asked one question, and they went for an hour and a half. <laughs> they did not need you, us at all. Wonderful. I, I don't know who has Arthur Arthur Anderson and Gwen Davies. Oh, okay. Well, I don't. I know who he is. I don't know who she is. And Joni, were, yes, oh, I she was on Let's Pretend. Let's Pretend. Yeah, wasn't oh, she the witch? Was, am I thinking to, was she the witch? They used to sing at the beginning, "Cream of Wheat." So, oh yeah, oh, right. so yeah. good yeah. to eat. Cream of Wheat. She would be yep. one of the one of the two yeah. girl singers of that thing. And Triple Trent. Great roles. Gwen. Well, am I thinking of Gwen Davies, who was Nancy, the the old witch of Salem? I think that was I think that was civil. Okay, I, no, no, I'm no, yeah, no, no. Uh, no I'm getting no, them mixed up. It was Miriam Wolf, wasn't it? Yes, 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 yes. Never mind. Yeah. Yes, she played the witches. Yes, right. Yeah. Okay. We didn't actually sing with Artie Shaw. There's there's on YouTube her, some records with her with Artie Shaw. Wow, I did. Speaking of witches. I was always terrified of the witch in uh, Wizard of Oz. Oh, and yeah. I didn't realize for the longest time when I was listening to the little things in life that. Yes. That Aunt Margaret Maggie Hamilton. Is Margaret Maggie. Hamilton. Yes. And it's yes. so neat because now I'm, I'm not afraid of she her. She played on the couple next door. <laughs> in the couple was next door. Yes. Margaret, yeah. 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 I didn't realize that I was a witch. witch. Yeah. She was scary. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Gosh, yeah. Pretty. Oh. Yeah, if I oh can, I think God. I can find it. I know that Dick Bertel interviewed her, and, and I heard mm-hmm. another interview uh-huh. with her, and I think Lorene Tuttle oh. on a station out here. I don't have it. Oh my! But God. I heard it when it was done, and they talked all about that. And this oh, nice, meek, lovely lady it. was a witch, <laughs> in, but but, you, but she wasn't really. But but she no. played it so well. Well, of course, that's a wicked. That's a good actor. All about know that. What's that, Walden? 
he got burned in the movie it was of I. He, he got too close to the fire. I mean, some, some <gasps> wow. Movie. No. Yeah. Well, about the couple next door, I heard one last week on, I believe it was Rumsey Retro Radio from what, 1947 or 48? Peg Lynch. Peg Lynch. Well, I didn't realize that it was re, you know, like brought back to life in the mid 70s with Peg Lynch also. And then when, when Bob Dryden. Uh, mm-hmm. Played uh, played the husband. I'm like, oh really? I, I didn't never realize heard those. it had been around for that. Yeah, that's a little. Thing I never heard like. those. Yeah, yeah. we have. I got most of those. Next door the other day, we heard one. Oh, was it on New Year's? Yes, it was. Yeah, on, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Well, somebody you know played it. We did. Yeah, yeah we, we did. did. You I heard yeah. Aunt Maggie in there, and yeah, yeah. Was like and I didn't realize that had. You know, I thought it was in the 70s. I thought it was a new show. Oh, yeah, and it's it's usually it's. It's very often on Rumsey between 9.45 and 10 p.m. in the evening, San Francisco time. Well, that's, yeah. Well, I've got to check that out more. And where uh, is Alan, Alan Bunce. Alan Bunce. Read, read, uh, Alan Bunce, yeah. He read talking books. He read yeah. talking books. Huh? Yeah. I don't think he I read, ever read anything that he had done. Yeah, he could read I a never good job. read anything. Yeah. Did he read for, uh, for uh, Braille Institute? Or something like that because no, he was in New York, so no, it, he was in New York, yeah. So I don't know who he what? would have read for American Foundation, Library of Congress, probably ASB, American Foundation. Well, it was, depends when he was reading, it used uh-huh. to be right. just I forget, APH no. and ASB. Uh-huh. Well, wasn't so what weren't they originally done in in at the at the APH in, in Louisville or no? The, well, a lot of that stuff well, for the blind was done, done at Vacaville Prison in some. California. Oh, yeah, yeah some, yeah, yeah, they were great. No, originally. Uh-huh. Originally, books were read at AFB, yep. and because the actors were in New York, right, and they were thrilled to get the work, mm-hmm. and they did get paid. Yep. So oh. a lot of the actors that were doing radio and theater and Broadway, by, and Broadway, Matthews, Broadway and, too, yeah. yeah, yeah. Walden, did do you did you ever hear? Did Peg ever mention to us or to you? about how many of the shows that were done on Ethel and Albert were actually remake script remakes for Couple Next Door? Well, I oh. was just, she didn't say, but I was funny. I was listening to the little things mean a lot. Mm, or th- yeah. you know, talking about Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving uh, chicken yeah. story. Yeah. I have, it's, a, it's, it's touched up, the 175 is touched up to 58 script. That's huh. okay, because you would go back and touch something up. Yeah, so it might be fun just to play back to back. Oh, we should. It would be because we have we have all of the little things in life. I think for the most part, and we have oh. the bulk of of the couple next door. We should go back. Come on now, seven hundred some couple. And then that would be good. More one of the Ethel Alberts are coming. I would like to have someone Richard Woodmore play the lead. I don't know if they were ever recorded. I know that, she said she didn't think the they show. were. He hated the show and gave didn't give Peg any notice and left. Right the show. and left. Yeah, wow. she was not a big fan. Hmm. No. That was 44. I don't know, we probably played the interview. She, she turned down JFK. JFK wanted to take her out when he was a senator. And she, she, she turned, turned him down. She turned him down and said, I'm too busy, busy writing the show. Yeah. Uh-huh. We should play that interview. It's a great And play interview. composites of, of all, because she yeah. did a lot of stuff for many years. We should play sure. some stuff. We'll just do an evening or something. Actually, we could do a whole day. Easy. <laughs> Easy. 
And the characters that played either Betsy mm. or Susie. Um, Susie. There was, oh. Susie. Mm. Ethel Albert had Susie and Betsy was uh, a couple next door, wasn't it? I'm trying to it? think of her name. Yeah, I'm trying to think of her name. Oh, I don't know. But, it, but it, they were grown-ups. Some of the Master Choice uh, convention with Peg. Remember when, uh, oh, gosh. I have Ken some of those. Hosted. When Ken, Ken Mayer? Hosted. Yeah. Uh, he, Betsy would attend some of those. I remember. Them. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I think I have some of those. Um, several of them, actually. If I have to go back and find them. If you got them all. It'd be yeah. nice to have them all. Yep. Okay. That's another thing to do. Cool. That'd be fun. I think the last thing that Arnold Sand did for old time radio was at that convention. You know, I think he attended at least one FOTR. Yeah. Who's that? Um, Arnold Stang. Arnold Stang was uh, was there in '79, I think, because Max Schmidt yeah, interviewed then, him. Then he attended Peg uh, event in Boston, in Massachusetts. Uh, and, uh, well, in twenty uh, in twenty three, I, I won a Spurdback convention. That's my yeah. dream this year. Uh, Brad, I think oh, we'll have you it. play it. <laughs> I'm working on it. So Just in case. Okay. okay. So Brad's going to play it, or I'm getting one of it. one of you. Okay. okay. What What's up for tonight? Because I didn't yeah, I get in any sort of a. Uh, I didn't need that. Um, it is. That's it a is, long uh, story. The it's a long story, but John yeah. was supposed to play it and he forgot. Didn't. And he, I, I called him and said it's not here, and he told me why. So I did it. So. <laughs> what uh, is it? It's it's a look at Bing Crosby and his 20th anniversary on radio. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you'll hear two shows. You'll hear the special done for him. And then the week after that, he did his normal show, and it's Bob Crosby and Bob Hope. Oh, so we'll hear both. So. Bing's mom is on a special. Yes. 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 How cool is that? So Bing's mom is on the special? Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Cool. Now, she did not sing, so we don't know who sang better. <laughs> <laughs> So when is the Jack Benny convention? The, so that's the third week. 18, February 17th, 18th, and 19th. We decided not to go get the Super Bowl. That's why we put it yeah. back. I, I oh, agree. That 12. was probably a really good choice. Decision. Good choice, yeah. <clears throat> and it's full. They, they are full. Yeah. Well, it's there's a, is, is, is it like last year there'll be a Zoom link and also we're going to run it on Yesterday yeah. USA. Yeah. And we'll run it on Yesterday USA. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're we're going we're to interview Carol Burnett for it too. So that that, that will be fine because she did at least one Jack Benny. Oh, yeah. yeah. On TV. Be, I love Carol Burnett. Very yep. much. Yeah. Yep. That From should be TV, fun. But yeah, I love Carol Burnett. From what I think he has another question. Yeah, I think you can get it in and then we're going to probably stop and we'll play this. But go ahead, Nikki. Um, those of you who have parents who were old enough to possibly listen to the World of Wars or the War of the Worlds when it was broadcast, what were their reactions? Do do any of your parents or did any of your parents listen to that? My dad and did they know what was me, going on? My dad told me he was seven years old and he heard it played live the first time. Wow. He said he always knew this is a radio show. There's no way this is real. Martian, Martians aren't. Landing in New Jersey. Of course, this is years later. So yeah. that's his story, and he was sticking to it, but still. Yeah. And like no. everybody else, he didn't catch the beginning, but he heard it and he said, It sounded like a radio play. There's no way it was real. 
Well, I I doubt that my parents listened to it. No, mine didn't. They they were they weren't old. They weren't. uh, As far as I can tell, they were not radio people. I I don't know what they did, but uh, uh, they 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 never mentioned world worlds at all. So. Larry and John. And I wasn't born Steve, Larry and John interviewed Steve Allen about this, and they should play that that piece at the time how where he was <laughs> and go on. It's a great, it's a great story. story. Yeah, it's not That's the right time of year though. We're no. into January, yeah, so we'll get story. it. It's just a great story. You can play it any time. I mean, that's that's true. Story. Yeah, yeah. So what year was it that? Thirty-eight. Oh, thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. Uh-huh. Thirty-eight. Uh-huh. Thirty-eight. Day before there Halloween. All right. Yeah, I wasn't even born yet. That's amazing. See what I missed? You missed yeah, something. That's it. You missed something on that whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my parents were born still in England. Fascinating. Hmm. So we're to that point. Uh Brad, so if somebody wants to mute everybody, we'll go and I'll mute everybody this and runs about an hour, and then we'll come back. Six, come I'll back. Say the word. We ready? Here we go. Yep. Hi, Larry Gassman here for Radio Out of the Past. I'm in for John, who was not able to do the program tonight, but he will be back. We talk about anniversaries all the time in radio, and several great comedians had anniversaries where they celebrated a specific number of years in radio. Jack Benny, to name one. Bing Crosby, to name another. I'm sure there were more, but those are the only two that I can think of that we have access to in terms of programming. Might be a few more. In any event, Bing Crosby celebrated his 20th anniversary in radio in 1951. So for the next hour or so, we will hear not only that program, but a program from the Chesterfield show the week following where Bob Crosby and Bob Hope actually chatted about that anniversary. Let's go back and hear now that special anniversary from today's date almost, January 5th, but certainly not 2023. It's 1951 and Bing Crosby's 20th anniversary in radio. Rate Your Mate with Joey Adams will not be heard tonight so that we might bring you the following special program. Rate Your Mate will be back on the air here at its regular time next week. The Columbia Broadcasting System presents A Salute to Bing Crosby, transcribed from Hollywood and New York. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Art Linkletter welcoming you to the Columbia Broadcasting System. Salute to Bing Crosby. Assembled tonight to honor Bing and to join in his 20th anniversary celebration are many of Bing's good friends, including Amos and Andy, Louis Armstrong, Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy, Ella Fitzgerald, Judy Garland, Bob Hope, Dorothy Kirsten, Mary Martin, William S. Paley, Jack Teagarden, Judd Conlon's Rhythm Airs, John Scott Trotter and his orchestra, and a very special surprise guest, and a little later in the program, we shall hear from Mr. Music himself. And now, here are Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy. Thank you, thank you so much. Say, Bergie, look at that big audience out there. 
Isn't it nice to know that there are so many people without television sets? <laughs> dignity, Charlie, dignity. We want to make a good impression, so watch your step. I will, I will. You watch your lips. Yes, all right. <laughs> Charlie, tonight, a tribute is being paid to one of the greatest entertainers in show business. Well, thank you. I shouldn't have gone to all this trouble for just little old wonderful me. Well, it's not you. We're going to salute a man who is celebrating his 20th anniversary in show business, Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby? You, you mean old lumpy larynx? Yes. And it's a great honor to be here. When I was asked to appear on this show, do you know what I said? Yeah. How much? No, no. <laughs> Well, I said it would be a privilege to pay my respects to a truly fine person. For Bing is one performer who has never let success go to his head. That's too bad, isn't it? Uh, after his hair, moved back to make room for it, too. <laughs> Can't you say something nice about Bing? Well, not after what he called me last time I saw him. Oh, yes, I remember. That was right after he got back from entertaining in Berlin, wasn't it? Yeah. Smart Alec. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I called him the Bingo, see, which was all right, because they called him that. I said, hi there, der Bingo. And what does he do? What does he do? He calls me der Shingle. Oh, I see. <laughs> I despise the man. I despise the man. All right, Charlie. I know you really don't mean that, because everyone loves and adores Bing Crosby. Down, boy, down, down. <laughs> You're getting mushy again. No, no. <laughs> Bing has done so much... And so many nice things for people. He, he's always glad to give a boy a start. Yeah, he started four of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, his son Gary is making a big success of his singing career. Yeah. Uh, Bing now has something you've always had. What's that? A boy to support him. All right. <laughs> Bing has done some wonderful things with his money. Yeah, such as putting it in the bank. No, no. <laughs> oh, such as the Crosby Foundation. Oh, there is one? Yes. Come to think of it. He, he does seem a little slimmer these days. Slimmer? The foundation? No, 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 no. Bing doesn't need a girdle. He doesn't? No. Those rainbow shirts, uh, that's what fools you. Yeah, well, don't kid yourself. At the end of that rainbow, there's a pop. Yeah. And you don't want it's gold. All right. Young man, you've made nothing but disparaging remarks. Now, it's Bing's 20th anniversary, so you should say something appropriate. Okay, I will. Ladies and gentlemen, it's, it's a non-financial pleasure to be here. <laughs> and on Bing's 20th anniversary, I can definitely say one thing about him. Yes. The guy is a comer. Yes, yes. <laughs> No, no. Just one minute. Uh, I have somebody to introduce next here. No, do it yourself. I'm scramming. All right. It's Mary Martin. It, here I am back again, <laughs> I thought you'd be interested in Mary Martin, the lovely star of South Pacific. Yeah, she ain't so bad around the North Atlantic either. All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Mary Martin. <laughs> Thank you, Charlie. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, I am very happy to be on this salute to Bing. He's such a wonderful guy. I expect every one of my crowd to make fun of my proud protestations of faith and romance. 
gentlemen were to hear from the man who was the first to realize Bing's radio potential and the first person to star him on a coast-to-coast radio program. Here is William S. Paley, chairman of the board of the Columbia Broadcasting System. Twenty years ago, aboard ship on my way to Europe, I heard a recording of an unknown singer. I was so impressed, I radioed his name to the head of our talent department. Of course, it was Bing Crosby. He was very good 20 years ago, and I know he will still be a great singer and a great personality 20 years from now. CBS is happy indeed to salute him. One of Bing's top favorite singers is Miss Ella Fitzgerald, and here is Ella singing one of her hit tunes, Can Anyone Explain... Can anyone explain the thrill of a kiss? No, no, no. But when two eager lips are pressed against yours, you know, yes, you know. Can anyone explain the glow of a 
trouble start Don't think with your mind Just feel with your heart Can anyone explain The wonder of love No, no, no But now that you and I Are sharing a And now, ladies and gentlemen, here are two all-time radio favorites in a salute to Bing, Amos and Andy. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? This is Amos. And this is Andy. We are very happy to be given this opportunity to say a few words about our good friend, Bing. We've known Bing for many years. We watched his career with a great deal of interest. Yes, we saw him go to the top, and we've seen him stay there. And this we expect to see for many years. In this great era of entertainment, there are thousands of singers. And if we could look out and see all of these singers standing before us, there would be one face a little brighter, one voice a little lighter, and one head above the others. That's Bing. Bing, you've given a lot of joy to this generation. Good luck. Right you are, Amos and Andy. That's the way we all feel about Bing. And now our next guest is the popular operatic star, Miss Dorothy Kirsten, who appears with Bing in his new picture, Mr. Music. Tonight, Miss Kirsten will sing Ouvre ton coeur, accompanied by John Scott Trotter and his orchestra.
you, Dorothy. Folks, no salute to Bing would be complete without Louis Armstrong and Jack T. Garden. They both go back with Bing for many years. Louis and Jack, the microphone is yours. Well, Jackson, what do you think Papa Bing would like to hear? Well, he always liked the way we did rocking chair. Well, let's do that for Mr. Music. Rockin' chair's got me blue. Oh, rockin' chair got your problem. King by my side. And the king by your side. Fetch me a drink of water. Now you know you don't want no water, father. <laughs> you gonna tend my heart. What cabin choking father ain't going nowhere. You ain't going nowhere. Just sitting here grabbing, grabbing at the flies round my rocking chair. Rocking chair. I remember Aunt Harriet How long in heaven she be About a year and a half, I think Send me a sweet day Oh, chariot For the end of the trouble I see My sweet chariot Oh, rocking chairs got me look at me Rockin' chair got your father. And the Jack McGee is driven up on me. Tell him about it, boss. To my old, old rockin' chair. Oh, rockin' chair, rockin' But now here's another brilliant star who's been associated with Bing many times on the radio, Miss Judy Garland. And Judy sings Rock-a-bye Your Baby. Rock-a-bye your baby with a Dixie melody When you croon, croon a tune from the heart of Dixie, just hang my cradle, mammy mine, right on that Mason Dixon line. 
Thank you very much. And folks, now comes the time to present our surprise guest of the evening. We now hear from Bing's mother, Mrs. H.L. Crosby Sr. Harry has been whistling and singing ever since he was a little boy. I thought he was pretty good then, too. He has gone far since that time because he likes to sing, and I guess folks like to hear him. The world needs songs, and I'm very happy that my son can be one of those who supplies them. Thank you, Mrs. Crosby. It's certainly a thrill hearing from you. And you know, I'll bet Bing got a bigger kick than any of us. I sure did, Art. Well, Art, this is really quite a surprise. I certainly never expected my mother to be on this show. But thanks, Mother. And thanks, Amos and Andy, and... Louis Armstrong, Edgar Bergen, and Charlie McCarthy, Della Fitzgerald, Judy Garland, Dorothy Kirsten, Mary Martin, Bill Paley, the Rhythm Airs, Jack T. Garden, and John Scott Trotter, and the boys in the band for a really wonderful evening. I've worked with most of the people uh, on this program tonight, and there are scores of others who have helped me much in show business. Paul Whiteman, Irving Berlin, Ethel Merman, the Andrews Sisters, Mildred Bailey, Tommy and Jimmy Dorsey, Al Rinker, Harry Barris, Taps, Fred Astaire, Leo McCary, the Morris Plan. I mustn't overlook Bob Hope. (laughs) Well, I'm very glad you didn't, because I'd feel awful silly just standing here. difficult to handle now. Bing, 
You know, I just dropped in to offer my congratulations and to borrow a cup of sugar. Yeah, I'm baking you an anniversary cake. Well, that's very nice of you, Bob. Well, of course, this is my first cake, so this may be your last anniversary. <laughs> well, who cares? Who cares about a little indigestion? It's the thought that counts. This 20th anniversary of yours kills me. Only 20 years in the business. How many decades did you chop off? Decades. Pardon? Decades, decades. Not with you, it's the case. <laughs> well, we didn't chop off Nary a fortnight. Nary, there's a gay 90s word if I ever heard one. I, was, I wasn't around in the gay 90s in those days. Well, I guess that's what made him gay. Bing, just when... <laughs> just when did you start your career? Well, I don't remember the exact date. Oh, never mind the year. Just name the showboat. <laughs> what do you mean, a showboat? What? Oh, let's give me a... Was it Captain Andy's Cotton Blossom? No. Price's Water Queen? No. French's new sensation. <laughs> Pastime pool. Swallow. <laughs> Swallow and Markle's floating palace. I just keep talking. You'll date yourself. Seriously, Bob, it really has been wonderful working with you, and I hope we travel many more roads together. Well, that goes for me, too, Bing. And now I think all the folks listening would like to hear one of the old songs that made you famous. You know, like Yankee Doodle or the Battle Hymn of the Republic. <laughs> well, if there was a piccolo in the band, I'd sing him, too. <laughs> I got another old one here that I think may suffice. the game of stay away, but it costs more than I can pay, without you I can't make my way, I surrender. I may act gay That's just a pose I'm not that way Cause deep down in my heart I say I surrender Little mean things we were doing must have been part of the game. Lending a spice to the wooing. Ah, oh, but I don't care who's to blame. Stars appear and shadows fall. When you hear my poor heart call to you, my love, my life, my all, I surrender.
and shadows fall, well then you'll hear my poor heart call to you, my love, my light, my all. I Thank you. Thank you very much. Bing, it was a pleasure. And folks, be sure to tune in to Bing's program tomorrow night over CBS when Bob Hope and Bob Crosby join to help him celebrate Bing's Day. This is Art Linkletter saying good night. This program was produced and transcribed in Hollywood and New York by Bill Morrow and Murdo McKenzie. <laughs> CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. January 5, 1951, the 20th anniversary with Bing Crosby and a whole host of people, both in Hollywood and in New York. Now, five days later, Bing got together on his regular show with Bob Hope and Bob Crosby. So we go back now to January 10, 1951, and the Chesterfield Bing Crosby Show. Chesterfield, Chesterfield always takes first place. That milder, mild tobacco never leaves an aftertaste. So open a pack and give them a smell. Then you smoke them. Someone wait for me. Show for Chesterfield, produced and transcribed in Hollywood with John Scott Trotter and his orchestra, Judd Collins with the Bears, and Bing's guests, Bob Hope and Bob Crosby. And now, ladies and gentlemen, this being Bing's day, we present a man who skyrocketed to fame immediately after recording Sam's song, Bing Crosby. <laughs> You're right. Yes, sir, you never spoke a truer word. Kenneth, Sam's song did it. By the way, whatever became of that fellow who sang with me on the record? What was... Well, gee, I don't know, Bing. He just sort of dropped out of the picture. That's show business for you. A lot of fellows are just one-shot guys, oh, I guess. Just... That's right. Of course, if you let this fellow out of school and give him another shot, he might run you out of show business. <laughs> well, he'd run himself right out of his allowance, too. <laughs> Ken, now lest our argument becomes a little bitter here, and I wouldn't want that to happen, I think I should burst into song. We have a little number called Cold, Cold Winter, very seasonal. John Scott, would you give us a downbeat on that? I'll get into my snuggies and plunge right into it. Looks 
Like a cold, cold winter Plenty of ice and snow But we'll keep the love life In our hearts aglow Looks like a long, long winter Baby, what do we care As long as we have this love of ours to share Gonna be cold outside. Gonna be warm inside. So we'll cuddle up by a cozy fireside by side. Looks like a cold, cold winter. Summer's so far away. But until then, I'll love you more and more each day. Looks like a cold, cold winter. Plenty of ice cold out there. But we just wish you love life in our hearts and clothes. Looks like a long, long winter. Oh, but baby, what do we As just we do as we have love of ours to share. Gonna be cold outside. Temperature taken. Gonna be warm inside. Thermometer breaking. So we'll cuddle up by a cozy fireside. Fireside. Looks like a cold, cold winter. Yes, the summer is far away, away. But until then, I'll love you more and more each day. I'm gonna keep you warm until winter goes away. Thank you. Now, Kenneth, my boy, let us sell some Chesterfields. I smoke them because they have mildness with no unpleasant aftertaste. That's why they satisfy more and more smokers every day. Chesterfields are proved milder. The authority? The tobacco growers of America. Over a thousand of them have signed a statement that confirms the fact that Chesterfields smoke milder. And that's based on the standard mildness test used by all tobacco men. The test that proves tobaccos that smell milder smoke milder. And Chesterfields are made of the right combination of the world's best tobaccos. You know the way Chesterfield blends those tobaccos, their secret process. It means every Chesterfield has the right combination of mildness with no unpleasant aftertaste. Chesterfields are proved to have no unpleasant aftertaste. The authority? The country's first and only cigarette taste panel, who reported, Chesterfield is the only cigarette in which members of the panel found no unpleasant aftertaste. Mm, That's the straight info. Yes, sir. Those are the good reasons why Chesterfield is the best cigarette for you. Take it from me, they're the only cigarette to give you the proof of mildness and the proof of no unpleasant aftertaste. So always buy Chesterfields. They satisfy. Now with Mr. Buddy Cole at the piano, a ballad from the Paramount picture, Mr. Music. (laughs) The likes of you may never be attracted to the likes of me but accidents will happen and I'll be around and maybe there'll be no one else but me around forevermore may never stop 
Very good, Harry, and a happy Bing's day to you. Well, bro, Bob, come right in, will you, bro? Congratulations, Bing, and I think it's wonderful the way everybody is celebrating your 20th anniversary. This Bing's day is the greatest thing that ever happened. Well, it's a big day for me, all right. It's an even bigger day for me. Yeah? After all these years of being just Bing Crosby's brother, at last you're going to retire. What do you mean? Well, you've had such a brilliant career. Why don't you quit now and go out in a blaze of glory? Farewell, Bing. Farewell. <laughs> Farewell. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> what is this? Farewell, yeah. You're not going anyplace. No. no. Please, Bing, as long as you're here, I'm not going anyplace. That's it. <laughs> oh, so that's why you've been giving me this big pitch about retiring, huh? Well, now, looky here, I've gone through all my life wearing your hand-me-down clothes, your tuxedo, your suits, your shirts, your socks. So? Now I'd like to step into your shoes. <laughs> oh, you want me to get out of the picture, huh? Ready on records, too. Dandy. This is dandy, isn't it? Well, I guess you think that I'm just a heel. No, no, be silly. How can I think you're a heel? You're my brother. Well, you're my brother, and I have no trouble at all. Now, Fresh tonight, aren't you? When have I ever behaved like a heel? I'll tell the truth. Well, lots of times. Like the time I had the tip on a horse in Florida and I wired you for money. Well, I sent the money. I know, but the horse lost, you heel. <laughs> no use to me trying to figure out that kind of reasoning, is it? Now, look, don't you see, Bing, if you'd step aside, then my name would mean something. Why, well, I could be the Bing Crosby of the Bob Crosby family. Oh, Bob, you're doing fine. You got the Campbell's soup program and you got a nice family. Be brave, love each other, be happy with your lot. I'm very happy with my lot, but we'd like to put a house on it. 
Well, stop holding still for those touts on Florida horses, then. <laughs> Why are you so stubborn, Bing? Why don't you give up and rest on your laurels? You've had it. We've had records, pictures, radio. What about television? Yeah, that's it. Stay home and watch the television. <laughs> watch it. I got an offer to appear on a big TV show. No, I think that really television's too strenuous oh, for you, Bing. It's more for a kid like me. Stop with that kid stuff. I can handle that TV. I'm in good shape. Good. I take care of myself. I get plenty of rest. What time does Dixie tuck you in now? <laughs> Usually right after Beanie. <laughs> I eat all my spinach, though. I get to stay up and watch Faye Emerson. <laughs> He's younger than I thought. <laughs> well, I guess neither one of us are kids anymore, huh, Bing? No, it was sure great while it lasted, wasn't mm. it? Say, Bing, remember back in Spokane... Remember how the whole family used to sit around the parlor and listen to Brother Everett sing? Yeah, we always thought he was going to be the one. <laughs> maybe he is. <laughs> I think maybe the folks would like oh, to hear us sing. to you when you get to <laughs> <laughs> Say, maybe they'd like to hear us sing one of those old songs like we used to do. You think so? Well, I know Mother would. Well, Mother may not be the only one listening. She's the only one we're sure of. <laughs> well, I guess we could do a song for Mother. Anyone else who is interested that's listening. How about a duet on Moonlight and Roses? Okay, you be Moonlight, I'll be Roses. <laughs> Harry Bodkin on the Vibraheart. Moonlight and roses Bring wonderful memories of you my heart reposes in beautiful thoughts so true. July discloses love's olden dreams sparkling anew.
Crosby. Thank me. Hmm? Is this the American album of familiar music? Well, Bob Hope. Ah, Bing, mm. congratulations on your 20 years in show business, and I think it's wonderful that today, Wednesday, January 10th, has been set aside as Things Day. <laughs> I'm not the thing, I'm Bing. Oh, it's Bing's Day. Yes, oh. yes. Well, I'm in the wrong studio. Goodbye. Oh, but Bing, on behalf of our sponsor, Chesterfield, I wish to congratulate you on having this day, January the 10th, set aside as Bing's Day. Thanks, Bob. And I also want to congratulate you on the entire month of January being dedicated to you as Crosby Month. Well, I certainly appreciate it. And I want to wish to congratulate you for being acclaimed Mr. Music. Well, thank you, Bob. And one thing more. What? I wish I were dead. (laughs) Oh, come on now. Don't be bitter, Bob. How do you like this guy? Don't be bitter. I can't figure it out. They have Mother's Day. Mother gets one day. Father gets just a day. But Grandma here gets a whole month. (laughs) Grandma, what do you mean, Grandma? Pardon me, I mean Mr. Music. Yes, that's, that's my new moniker. How'd you... How'd you... How'd you feel when you heard they changed my name? Like Glenn McCarthy felt when his daughter changed hers. <laughs> this whole thing burns me up, that's uh, all. I've heard of the book of the month, now they start a new thing, schnook of the month. Hey, you're really rolling tonight, aren't you? Well, why don't you get in the act, Cagey, instead of laying back and getting all the sympathy? Well, listen, if this is going to affect you like this, why don't you just go someplace and have a good cry? Well, I have a right to feel disappointed. Look at all the years I've been around entertaining. Don't you think I should get a month? You ought to get life. Life. That's something you'll never see on this program. This program, Bob. Plenty of bounce. Remember back in the old days, Bing, how we were out hustling to make a buck? Yeah, working for car fare, cigarette money. Yeah, that was 20 years ago. And look at us today. Still working for cigarette money. (laughs) (laughs) Say, did you hear about the big new deal I made at Paramount? Oh, yeah, sure. I heard, yeah, sure. You know, if I can do you any good over there, don't ever hesitate to get down on your knees. (laughs) (laughs) You're very sweet. Very sweet, but uh, I must tell you, I, I made a new deal over there myself. Really? Mm-hmm. How big is your new deal? Well, let's put it this way. With the deal I made, they had to come to me to okay your deal. <laughs> I frankly hope I'm quite enthused about you. Your next picture, The Lemon Drop Kid, looks like a real fine film. But, Bing, I think you were really kind, kind of silly. I, I thought, yes, you know our new president. Who? Robert Bob Crosby. <laughs> Don't stare at me like that. Save your breath, kids. You're in too deep. (laughs) Make the presentation, Bob. Presentation? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, Bingham, this is on the level. On behalf of the entire staff of Decca Records, I would like to present you with a solid gold record. Thank you. A solid gold record. I, I wonder what song it is. Well, it's a record of Sam's song with Gary's part cut out. <laughs> well, well, what do you know about this? And Bing, mm. I have an anniversary gift for you, too. Oh, Bob. Now, not to be outdone by Decker's gold record, 
I would like to present you with this brand new gold gossard girdle. Is it, a, is it a panty or a longie? It's a, it's a whitey. You'll make it. <laughs> Gee whiz, it's a gossard deb. <laughs> well, I hope Dixie doesn't grab this. Thanks again, Bob. That's a real gift. That's something I could use. Well, wait, there's lots more. Well, there's more? What? What do you got? Well, certainly, in honor of Bing Crosby Month, uh, Bob and I and the Rhythm Airs have a special song just for you, Bing. Oh, this is wonderful. I'm covered with confusion. I'm blushing. Well, just pull the girdle over your head and no- nobody will notice it. <laughs> Stop us all, John. Stop. Crosby, 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 Crosby. Bing, not Everett. <laughs> it's Bing in January instead of just June. And so for this long, chilly month, we're stuck with his crew. I raised this soup salesman from a bullion cube. <laughs> it's Bing in January. 51 is downcast. The baby New Year came in wearing his diapered half-mast. <laughs> He's climbed the tree to the topmost limb. Why, the Russians claim that they invented him. <laughs> It's Bing in January, and so, friends, we fear that spring will be a little late this year. So late this year. Hallett will never take us back. <laughs> we rehearsed this. We rehearsed in the wrong room. I'll tell you that. <laughs> now listen, Bing. You came in with high button shoes and 23 skidoo. It's been a long, long time. Listen to the guy that tickled the cow that started the Chicago fire. <laughs> And the songs my mother taught me, she learned them all from you. It's been a long, long time at entertaining all G.I.s. You've been inveterate. You sang both for the Union and Confederate. Now, right after Grant took Richmond, Hope came in with a camp show. You used to take me riding in your Ford to dry my baby tears. And it's been a long, long time. <laughs> you put me on the back seat and I've been there all these years. Say, brother. Yeah. Can you spare a dime? I'll let you feel my gold record. <laughs> now they named you Mr. Music Dad because of the film you made. I'd like to get a title, too. How can I make the grade? Why don't you worry, Bobby boy? For soon you'll hit the top. When the Lemon Drop kids release, they'll name you Mr. Lemon Drop. 
Maybe even Mr. Lemon Droop. Okay, Droop Drop. Let's droop it, huh? How about me, Brother Bing? What title can I claim? What can I do to get into the nation's Hall of Fame? Just you concentrate on selling soup. Renown will come to you. They'll name you Mr. Oxtail of 1952. <laughs> Mr. Oxtail? What do you want to be, chicken gumbo or something? We have to go back for that. Finale! Put on your golden girdle, that golden girdle, cause one month is all that we can stand of you. Wear it through January or that load you carry will spread over into February too. Put on that girdle, that Harry, or that load you carry will spread over into February too. Ah, thank you, friends. Thank you. That was indeed touching. Very touching, very sincere. Hey, Bing, huh? well, I'd like to read a wire from two other admirers of yours. Well, please do. Robert. Well, it reads here, warmest congratulations. Bing, when you're selling Chesterfields, it's Mr. Music to our ears, signed Liggett Mars, makers of Chesterfield. The only cigarette that combines mildness with no unpleasant aftertaste. Well, that's nice, Bob, but don't you think it's rather commercial? No, they just have a long signature, Bing. <laughs> Haven't you noticed? That's the way they sign their checks. Well, wait till you see the anniversary cake they sent. What, what flavor icing? Oh, I forgot to notice. The thing that caught my eye was the 20 lighted Chesterfields on top. <laughs> All right, I can take a hint. Folks, like Bob said, Chesterfield is the only cigarette that combines mildness with no unpleasant aftertaste. And that mildness is a cinch to prove. Just make the Chesterfield mildness test. You know, open a pack and enjoy that milder aroma. Then smoke them, and you'll know Chesterfields are milder. And Chesterfield leaves no unpleasant aftertaste. That fact has been confirmed by the country's first and only cigarette taste panel. So satisfy yourself that Chesterfields are milder. With no unpleasant aftertaste. Always buy Chesterfields because they satisfy. Chesterfield, Chesterfield always takes first place. That milder, mild tobacco never leaves an aftertaste. So open a pack and give them a smell. Then you smoke them. From the considerable glossary of American folk music comes this big hit. Everybody's singing it and playing it. I was waltzing with my darling to the Tennessee walk when an old friend I happened to see introduced him to my loved one and while they were waltzing my friend stole my sweetheart from me I remember the night and the Tennessee walk now I know just how much I have lost yes I lost my little island the night they were playing the beautiful Tennessee walk. 
was waltzing with his darling to the Tennessee wall. When an old friend I happened to see introduced him to his loved one, and while they were waltzing, my friend stole my sweetheart from me. I remember the night and the Tennessee walls. Now I know just how much I have lost. Yes, I lost my little darling on the night they were playing that beautiful Thanks to Bob Hope and Bob Crosby for joining us here tonight. Well, I wouldn't have missed helping you celebrate Bing's Day for anything, Bing. Why, you know, we're buddies. You're almost like a brother to me. Me too. <laughs> easy, boy. Easy. Back, blanket. <laughs> Say, tell me, who's going to hold you up to the mic next week? <laughs> next week, Bob Lewis Armstrong will be with us. Also, Jack Teagarden, Joe Venuti, and a very talented young lady, Miss Tony Arden. Folks, before shoving off, I'd like to remind you how to make an investment that really pays dividends. An investment in the future of a boy. Be a big brother. Volunteer your time and your interest to help a youngster find his way. If you want to be a big brother, write to Big Brothers of America, Philadelphia 3, Pennsylvania. Thank you, Bob. Thanks again, Bob Crosby. See you next week, folks, for Chesterfield, the best cigarette for you to smoke. The show presented by Chesterfield was produced and transcribed in Hollywood by Bill Morrow and Murdo McKenzie. Tune in next week and hear Bing and his guests, Louis Armstrong, Jack Teagarden, Joe Venuti, and Miss Tony Arden. There you go, January 10, 1951. And yes, we do have the following week's show with Jack Teagarden and others. So if you want to hear that, just let John know. Thanks for joining us and join us next time on Radio Out of the Past.